0: Hey, I'm Maggie. I'm Pam. And I'm Laura. And you're listening to the Capsule Kitchen podcast from Planetarian Life. Each week, we meet here to talk about our passion for food and our concerns for the earth and discuss how we can align our hopes for the future while eating well, effortlessly.
1: Wait, I don't understand how I'm supposed to cook. My headphones are plugged into my computer, so I can only reach this far.
0: You have to get close.
1: My stove is too well.
0: First world problems, Laura. <laughs> all right let's do this right so we are going to talk about formulas today Uh, a formula if you uh, haven't read the description on the capsule kitchen website um, is flexible recipes that allow you to use what you have what you like or what's in season, instead of calling for specific ingredients. Internalize a few root formulas, and you'll depend less on recipes and more on your creativity. Um, I have said once, and I'll say it again, that the formulas on the site are truly the the thing that I depend on most, that that I use most, and that help me most in in my cooking. And this uh skillet stew formula that we created it was actually one of the first that we that we did i think um yeah and i think so what i love about this about this formula is that it's essentially five ingredients um and it 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 packs such a punch there's so much flavor and sort of intensity to the dish with only just a handful of ingredients, all of which I always have on hand. So if there's any Mm. night that I don't know what to make for dinner, I know I can always make a skillet stew. You can use white beans, chickpeas, black beans. Those are the variations we've created. But of course you could also use pinto beans, kidney beans. Black eyed peas. We're sounding like Forrest Gump now. black beans chickpeas that's about all you can make with beans Um, and and I also love that you can it depends like on my mood or how hungry we are but you know you can serve it over a big sweet potato you can serve it over rice which is what I most often do I sometimes just put the skillet stew in a bowl for the two of us and just serve it with a piece of naan bread or or effortless homemade bread and it's just it truly, like dinner is done in fifteen minutes. And I remember when we tested this with, with our recipe testers, the, one, the most uh, common comment was, "It it really does just take fifteen minutes."
2: So, <laughs> that is a rare recipe, I tell you. Yes. That only takes fifteen minutes. Oh my gosh! And one skillet. Yeah. One skillet. So Laura's gonna demo.
0: Can you call it demo <laughs> when it's just audio and not visual? But Laura's going to be making this. You better set the timer for 15 minutes and it better only take 15 minutes. So on your mark, get set, go. It's okay. I'll no. just
1: edit it so that it's only 15 minutes later. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Truth in advertising, be damned. And which, <laughs> which, which, um, which one are you making today?
1: So I'm making the curried chickpea stew because that is my favorite. And my kids don't like curry. So I never get to like have it because there's no point in cooking it if my kids won't eat it.
2: Oh, I I thought you were just going to say, I don't have to share it.
1: No, (laughs) no, but it's like, often I'll make it, if my dad is in town, he likes curry too, so we'll have it for lunch one day.
2: But Maggie's at my house
1: today, so I'm forcing her to eat it with me. And my favorite is to make it over the sweet potatoes, because my kids also won't eat orange food. So
0: this is like my treat meal. (laughs) But I will say, I will say that... um, the other day, I made the black bean. It was like a kind of a chili black bean skillet stew. There's a mm, variation mm. on the site for that, and um, my six and a half year old son uh, Dash ate it and absolutely loved it. You know, often I would make the component parts. It almost makes kind of like a kind of like a Mexican burrito bowl. You know, I do rice, mm. I do the black bean skillet stew, and then I you know do.
2: Some avocado. Avocados,
0: some red onion, even chop yeah. up a little lettuce, you know. Um, I often put a dollop of sour cream on, we put out the hot sauces. It's just it's just so simple. And and he he absolutely loved it. So and before yep. I, I used to just put black beans in like plain black beans in their bowl, and now he's come to prefer this one, which makes me really happy. Mm.
2: His his repertoire is really expanding, isn't it? Well if you keep at it enough. <laughs> I mean, he well, he ate a whole – yeah, that's right, if you pay him enough. Is that what you said? No, I said if, if you, you – I don't know what I said. Because <laughs> you, you gave him $5 to eat a portobello mushroom the other day, and he did it. I
0: think that was money well spent.
2: <laughs> I do what? too, totally. I
1: wish my kids understood and, money. I could bribe them to eat so many things.
0: Oh, they will. Oh, they will. <laughs> well,
1: anyway, yeah, I like, um, I like the other ones, but the curry is, like, one of my favorite foods, and I don't often – I don't make it day-to-day because – I'm cooking for Mm. my family and they don't want it but anyway this is like this has actually become like a comfort food for me like when I get to have my sweet potato with my curry and it's easy Mm. it's not like oh I have to make it all day it's like 15 minutes although I will say what it's 10 a.m now when we're recording this I made this The sweet potatoes take an hour in the oven so I put those in as soon as I got back from dropping my kids at school so those are actually just about ready to come out.
2: You know you can cheat it, Laura. 30 minutes, 30 minutes or a little bit in the microwave and then 30 minutes. And you can also microwave a sweet potato. I know.
1: See, and I was actually reading it this morning and I was like, I'm going to follow the recipe because I'm doing it on the podcast. And the recipe currently just has us roasting them in the oven, but I think we should change it. Because we've got the technique to do it faster as a separate recipe. But anyway, but my sweet potatoes are just about to come out of the oven. So... I'll go ahead and
0: start my oh, yeah. 15 minutes stew so I, they finish on at the same time. So we start, so this this uh, formula is two tablespoons of olive oil, six scallions sliced. Um, I often though will use red onion, white onion if I don't have fresh scallions in my vegetable drawer. Spices, two cans of beans. Here we are with two cans again. And <laughs> one can of petite diced tomato and optional chopped <laughs> fresh herbs. So that's it. And yeah, this is, you know, the idea with the formula is, you know, this is what we call the root formula. And you can play with it and use it and create something based on whatever you have or what you like. But we uh, have created three different variations, which if you scroll to the bottom of the root formula page, it shows you we've got a 15-minute white bean stew with dill, a 15-minute chili bean stew, which is what I was talking about, and then the one that Laura's making today, the 15-minute curry chickpea stew. Mm.
2: Um, and I think it's time to develop a new one.
0: I agree. I agree completely. And if people have ideas, you know, or if you make a really interesting variation of the skillet stew, please, please
2: do let us know. I wanted to explain why we use scallions. And Laura, please interrupt if you're ready to...
1: I just I just threw them in, yeah. So I have my pan on top of my oven, so my pan's already pretty toasty.
2: Good. Well, the reason we use scallions is because, A, they're simpler. You don't get teary-eyed when you chop scallions. At least I never do. Yeah. And second of all, it gives you both white part that you can saute to flavor the dish and then you've got some pretty green stuff that you can sprinkle it with, especially if you don't have uh, like fresh herbs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. The, the, the green really freshens it up at the, and gives you that kind of nice kind of chivey flavor uh, in the end. Color. So. Color and as color, well. Yeah. yeah. That color is important.
0: So we just um, saute those scallion whites for three to four minutes. and then you add the spices to let those become well, fragrant toasty. until fragrant. And then you drop in your beans and your diced tomatoes. And then the, the, the key is really in, same as last week with the uh, vat of tomato sauce, it, the, the flavor really comes and develops when you sort of reduce down that tomato sauce and the, and and the other interesting thing about this recipe is that we use the bean cooking like the bean liquid from
2: the cans. um You used, you used to be kind of averse to that, <clears throat> and then it was like, if you can use the the bean liquid when you're cooking fresh beans or, dry, or you dried beans, homemade beans, what's wrong with the can beans? It's just water, the starch from the the beans and salt. Yeah. No, I've so, I've come around. I've come around. And yeah. um
0: you also don't have to, you know, drain them. You don't have to you don't have to um dirty a colander. You can you know, you don't have to drain them and rinse them. It's just again yeah. one less step. Sort of like the uh the tamale pie. You're just opening
2: cans yep. and pouring them into a skillet. Super easy. How many, how many cans are, how many cans? Just just because two they, cans. How many <laughs> That's what I was going to ask. How many cans would that I be? Actually, I
1: made mine from, from dried chickpeas because that's what I had.
2: Maggie texted Ooh. me last night and said, hey, can you
1: make the skillet stew? And I was like, I hate to say that yes. of all the things that we're supposed to have on hand, I have none of them. But it's because my mom made stew and used up. She was like, oh, look, you just have everything and just used, cleaned out my pantry. <laughs> but I had dried chickpeas and I got petite diced tomatoes this morning. So we're on a roll. Although I did make one swap. Instead of olive oil, I have bacon fat because today is my son's birthday and he wanted bacon for breakfast. So we're using bacon fat. <laughs> I don't know if it's anti-planetarian, but I could waste it or I could eat it.
0: <laughs> that's the that's the planetarian philosophy. I like it. Waste nothing. Celebrate celebrate everything. All right, so my little There's always a my little cooking.
1: So I'm gonna throw in my spices, which is just. It's all measured with a teaspoon, which makes my life easy. Two teaspoons curry Mm -hmm. powder, a teaspoon each of cinnamon, and smoked paprika.
0: I love the cinnamon and the smoke. The smoky cinnamon combo in this. I mean, obviously the curries, you know, curry is an obvious flavor. But that smokiness from the smoked paprika and the sort of the warm spice sweetness from the cinnamon. The cinnamon was an interesting addition uh, to this recipe. Uh, It just... It gives it just a really, especially for this time of year, just gives it like a really warm spice uh, flavor that I just, I just can't get enough of. Mm. The, other, the other nice thing about this dish is, you know, not that there's often leftovers, but I'll just put that in a little container in the fridge and heat it up the next day for lunch. And it's, again, you've got all this, this, this protein and it's a mm-hmm. c- kind of a complete meal uh, <clears throat> in a bowl.
2: I really do think smoked paprika is is a miraculous spice. I I, I tell you, the, I was working on the Christmas recipes and I, I was like, I was working on Brussels, roasted Brussels sprouts and I, I just didn't want to do the obvious things to Brussels sprouts. And I thought, I think I'm just going to try smoked paprika. I, I don't think it's going to, I mean, how bad can it be? And I did. And I was just like, wow, smoked paprika on roasted Brussels sprouts. Amazing. Alright, I'm going in with my
1: with my canned goods, except for minor fresh goods. Can you hear yeah. the sizzle?
0: But again, that also highlights the formula. You know? If you you know, if you don't have olive oil, use some other kind of oil. Bacon fat in Laura's case. Um, <laughs> if you don't have if you don't have canned beans, use use, you know, freshly cooked beans. If you don't have if you don't have yeah, this type of bean, you can use another type of bean. If you don't have These spices, or your your kids won't eat, you know, smoked paprika. You know, leave off the smokiness and just stick with the cinnamon and curry, or add in something else. I mean, you really can't mess up a formula, so long as you stick sort of, you know, color in the line. You know, you can use any colors you want, but just got to stay sort of within the lines, and you're gonna get something delicious
2: and. Mm -hmm. And as I always say, uh, if it's not, it's just one meal, and you learn something. Yeah.
1: Well, that's sort of yeah. how I—I I feel like the formulas work as a teaching tool, um, especially if you see the root formula, which they're all posted, obviously. But you know, you'll see it's like you need two tablespoons of fat, or you need spices, and it—it's just it highlights exactly for you in bold what can be swapped, and I—I I think that helps you sort of look at recipes in a different way instead of like, I have to do these 10 things because that's what the recipe says. You're like, oh, okay, this is fat. So if I don't have that, I can switch it for a different fat. This is beans, I can switch different beans. This is just a flavoring, like I wanna use, you know, cumin and smoked paprika instead of curry, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. It just, you know, it teaches you how to look at recipes for what the ingredients are doing for the recipe instead of just, if I put these 10 things in, it's magically gonna be what it's supposed to be.
2: Yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. There is
0: such <clears throat> there is such freedom in learning to understand formulas, and I yeah. I have to say that the thing that I'm most grateful for is that it helps me to use up produce that's languishing or that just needs a purpose. Or I mean, obviously this this formula doesn't have fresh produce, but a lot of our formulas call for you know a pound of winter vegetables. And this is the time of year where I've always got, you know, carrots lying around and sweet potatoes and potatoes and squash and I- Parsnips. Yeah, and I turnips and I can just use, you know, just to make up a pound, I can use mm-hmm. any combination of things and, and it just helps me to cook with the seasons and to cook with what I have as opposed to, mm-hmm. you know, finding a recipe and then saying, oh, I only have half a pound of sweet potatoes, mm-hmm. not a full pound. So mm, I guess mm-hmm. I can't make this for dinner tonight. Uh, there's just yep. a freedom and, and sort of feeling like you're in the driver's seat when you're cooking dinner, as opposed to you're in the back seat and someone else is
2: telling you how to, yep. Yeah. What you got to have. Yeah. Yeah. That And that's why that digital scale is so important. I swear, I use that scale several times a day. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm recipe developing a lot. So, but still, I, I love a digital scale, just throwing those veggies in a bowl sitting on top of that digital digital scale and it tells me I always add a little a few more ounces than the recipe than that than the formula calls for like because by the time you trim them and peel yep. them and all that I, I just too. yeah yeah the other fat I was going to say that would be really good in that curry would be coconut oil oh yeah. That that'd be a delicious oh, fat. yes
0: I yeah. always always no matter almost no matter what I'm making rice for, I always put yeah. coconut oil in my rice and it just gives it such a nice, subtle, kind of sweet flavor to the rice. Mm, and if you yeah. pair that with this with this particular variation of the skillet stew, uh, yeah. there's just no meal, there's no night of the week that I wouldn't want to eat that. And yeah. the nice thing also about the formula is, you know, you're internalizing this one, because you won't need to come back to the website. for the, You make this a few times, you won't need to come back um, to Planetary Life to get the recipe. You'll just don't, know it. Don't tell them that. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and, you know, some people have a repertoire where they say, okay, you know, I always make this every week and I make this, and this is thing I've got in my back pocket, but you could make this once a week and not get bored of it because you could make it with different beans and different herbs and different spices, and you're getting a completely different dish. So if you make this once a week or once every two weeks, you're not like oh, we just had this last week I can't make this again Yep, it's the same concept you know same formula but just producing completely different results
1: actually yep. that's how I feel about the the chickpea chicken salad because I mean I, I always make the curry one because it's my favorite and I eat it while my kids are at school but um you know sometimes I do raisins or golden raisins or craisins or sometimes I do different nuts you know I yeah it's like the, the sort of base part of it is the same. It's chickpeas. Sometimes I do onion or celery. Sometimes I leave it out. Sometimes I do a lot of nuts in it. I mean, I just add whatever kind of flavors and crunchies and whatever works. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's a very logical way, really, when you think about it. I mean, do you think a bakery has 65 different muffin recipes that they're producing every week to put out there for the customer? No, they have one formula and then they throw in whatever seasonal whatever they've got around, whatever the customer likes. And I I, I think it's just so freeing, not only, and, and so um, it makes me feel kind of safe. Like I've already, I've, I, I don't have to reinvent this thing again. I know my base formula works and to that I can change it up however I like. Yeah. Let's also, while Laura's uh, skillet
0: stew finishes up, we can also talk about toppings. And I've talked about this before, um but how important toppings are to mm. to this way of cooking and eating, because you know, you're making something very simple. Now, as I said, it's tons of flavor, tons of texture in this dish, but it's toppings is such an easy way to just take take a dish to the next level with virtually no effort whatsoever. Uh, So, for example, with this curry chickpea stew, um, I'll put on a dollop of yogurt. uh, I'll add chopped cilantro, some of the uh, roasted smoky pepitas, maybe if those are an essential in the capsule kitchen.
2: David would race race to the refrigerator and grab a jar of chutney and just put a big spoonful of of that. Mango chutney, you know. Yeah. and, And look, the dish stands alone.
0: Um, and is delicious just as it is. But if you have a little extra time, or if you wanted to feel a bit more special, yeah, you know, add throw out
2: some mm-hmm. toppings and let people kind of make it their own. Yep, you've already got the built-in garnish with the scallion greens.
1: that's also a good thing with kids. Like if if you make something and you give the kids the option to top it how they want, they're gonna yeah. they're way more likely to eat it. I shouldn't say they're going to because yeah. mine still won't, but. Mine are still
0: little. Eventually, (laughs) but your kids are younger. Yeah. You know, Dash, I mean, I've been doing this with Dash for a long time. And he's, and I think the most important part is that he sees what Andy and I are eating and he tries it and he doesn't like it. And then he tries it again a couple months later, he doesn't like it. And Mm -hmm. then, you know, the third, the fourth, the fifth time, you know, some kids, it might be the 10th time. He says, yeah, I like this. I like this. Well, mine wouldn't
1: even try oatmeal. But when I was like, okay, you put, you know... You put raisins, you put, we do like currants, you know, you start doing Brown it. Chocolate,
2: sugar, chocolate Tons chips.
1: and tons of sugar. I may or may not <laughs> stir in some Nutella. <laughs> but letting them top it themselves is what got them interested. And, they, you know, that's how they felt like they were helping cook before they could really, when they were teeny tiny, doing toppings was the best way to get them involved in cooking. Yeah. How's, that,
2: how's that stew looking at it? It's there, smelling Laura? so
1: good. I know it was supposed to get fragrant when I put in the spices, but the fragrance has really come out the last few minutes. It's it's mostly thickened. Mm-hmm. I think you could use a couple more, a couple more minutes, and then it should be good to go.
2: The recipe calls for the petite dice. I really prefer petite diced tomatoes. I like that finer texture, but um, regular diced tomatoes will work just fine. You may want to chop them up a little bit more, but they will work in a pinch if you don't have petite dice. A lot of times those petite dice have already got flavorings in them, like they've already put you know pep- peppers in them or something like that. Well, they also sell at Costco in a pack of 6 or 8, which is nice. Anyway,
0: well, I am um, I yeah, I didn't eat breakfast this morning, so I'm like absolutely starving. I'm ready to eat. Oh, well, Ser- serve me up, serve me up.
1: It's nice and thick. There's really no kind of liquid left. It's all sort of formed a, a saucy situation,
2: mm. a shashi a saucy situation. Mm-hmm. So, was it really 15 minutes?
1: Couldn't have been that much longer. I don't
2: know. No, I don't
0: think so either. Join us next time. We're gonna we're gonna make a few essentials next week. Gonna feature our essentials.
2: All right. I I call caramelized onions. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.